Maya Sara here, continuing a new episode of Realization that Hashem set up this world in a way that He loves us like a parent loves a child. The last part that we spoke about was that whenever you meet somebody, you can have a relationship and it can disappear, but a parent can never stop loving their child. No matter how much frustration the child causes to the parent, the parent will still love them. And it continues over here where it says something unbelievable. In the actual stories of the Tanakh, of the Torah, it describes a story about a son who hated his father. King David's son of Shalom. He was so cruel to his father, he literally wanted to murder him. He was not a healthy boy, obviously. Yet, when Avshalom was killed, David cried eight times, My son, my son, I'm so sorry that you died. If only I could have died instead of you. Could you imagine a child who was so cruel to his dad, but yet his dad loved him? If only I could have died instead of you, the lesson is clear. A child always remains a child regardless of what happens in their lifetime. A parent always has this innate connection and love for their child in a way that it cannot be destroyed. We all know of many stories where parents and children meet up with each other after many years of fighting and separation. Had someone else caused them so much pain, they would never have came back. But a child with emotion and tears and apologizing to their parent, boom, everything, all the walls fall down. But the most interesting thing is that a child doesn't do the same thing to the parents. It doesn't work both ways. It only works that the parent loves the child, but the child does not love the parent the same way. Why? Because it's an inborn love that a child has for his parents is not the same as what a parent has for a child. Isn't that unbelievable? We have unconditional love for our child, but a child does not have the same. Why? Because Hashem made it in the world. Every parent will love a child. And that's why it says, Hashem loves you the way a parent loves a child. Just to get this clear, there's such a big difference between a relationship when you meet somebody. You meet somebody like, oh my gosh, I like this person. I like the way they look. I like what I see about them. I like their personality, right? But you don't become best friends with them. It takes time to build a relationship. Every relationship starts with externally liking somebody and then you build on it. But over time, we start to see who the person is. But when a child is born, it's not like that. The minute child born, parents like, I love this child. I'll do anything for this child. It's a really interesting idea that this, that this book is sharing with us. It says, there's such a concept of falling in love. Falling in love doesn't feel real. Because really, you can't fall in love. People claim to fall in love and they fall in and out of love over and over again, falling in and out of love. But really, what's happening is their emotions are being pulled. But that's not how they really, really understand each other and connect. It's over time of building and knowing and understanding and working together and ups and downs. But when a parent is when a child is born, a parent just loves a child automatically. Just think about this for a minute. It's such a beautiful idea. If somebody would disturb your night's sleep, demanding to be fed and changed night after night, you would hate that person with a passion and you would call the cops. What do you want from my life? Yet this baby, who you only knew for two weeks, gets me with it night after night. And to top it all off, you think they're the cutest, most adorable thing on the planet. Absolutely. You love this child. Why does baby get so much love? 
because it's an innate love that can never be taken away and it's given the second the child comes into this world. So let's understand this concept that you are loved like a parent loves a child, the way the child can be impossible, keep the parent up for hours, crying and screaming, but the parent will do anything for the child. That's how God will do anything in the world for you. It's unconditional, indestructible love that cannot be destroyed with anything that we do. God's love for you is something that grows stronger and stronger and gets more and more with every moment that you're alive. He just wants to give to you. Let's think about it for a minute. Your heartbeat that beats every second that you're alive. My heart's beating. You know what's happening when your heart's beating? Your heart is beating. It's saying, God is saying to you, I love you, my precious child. I am in you, my precious child. I am connected to you, my precious child. The coolest thing about a heartbeat that I love so much is that it says that your heartbeat goes 10 up, 5 down, sorry, one second, 10, 5, 6, 5. Your heartbeat goes 10, 5, 6, 5. God's name is Yud, Hey, Vav, and Hey. Yud, every single letter of the alphabet in Hebrew has a certain number connected to it. One is Aleph, Bet is two, Gimel is three, Dal is four, Hey is five. Every letter has a different number attached to it. So Yud is ten. Hey is five. Vav is six and Hey is five. Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey. Your heartbeat goes Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey is boom. No Your heartbeat goes Yod Hey Vav Hey 10565. God's name is 10565. And that's how your heartbeat goes to show you. God saying to you, I'm in you. I love you. Every minute your heart is beating, it's me being love into your life. Me being love into your life. I love you, my baby child. I love you, my baby girl. I love you, my baby boy. You are mine. And I love you and I'm here for you. Whatever you need, I'm here to take care of you, to make you happy, to make things beautiful for you. That's what God's here for. Now, many of us are thinking, that's such a beautiful concept. I love the idea that God loves me. But you know what? Things have happened to me in my life that I didn't feel the love and I didn't understand the love and it didn't make sense to me, this love. How do you describe that God loves me when things happen to me in my life that don't feel so loving? Let's think for example, okay? A little child is not feeling well. You take him to the doctor. The doctor says, come here, little baby. I need to give you a shot. And the baby's like, no, mommy, I don't want a shot. Please, it's not fair. Oh, hold me, hold me. And mom's like, come, baby, come. I'm going to hold you while the doctor gives you the shot. And the baby starts to scream, no. And the doctor gives him a shot. And the baby cries. The baby looks at you, mommy, why did you let the doctor do that? And the baby gets held in your arms. You're like, I'm sorry, baby child. I'm sorry, baby girl. We just want to protect you. just want to take care of you. When you get that little shot, it's because someone's protecting you and watching over you. You shouldn't get sicker. We only see in this world from one side of our eyes to the other side of our eyes. We only see one little part of this world. We come in the middle of a movie and we want to understand the movie. How could we understand? We have no idea because God's world is so deep and complex. But it's all coming from a place of love. And now, here we go. Story number two. Wild and crazy. 
a few years ago, I came back from Israel and everybody knows how your phone is so precious to you. Your phone is everything to you. Imagine coming back from Israel, needing to find a new apartment, needing a place to live because I had just moved from America, from Israel to America, needing a new place to live. I'm having people texting me back and forth. Friday afternoon, my phone breaks. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? My phone just broke. I have all the information I need for every single person to get a hold of me. Now they can't get through me. I'm trying to turn it on. No matter what I'm doing, it's not turning on. Putting it into rice, plugging it in, putting in a new battery. It doesn't work. Okay, I need to go get a new phone. It's gone. I need to have a new phone. I need to figure this out. I was supposed to go Saturday night to go get my phone fixed. Too busy. I leave. I go Sunday afternoon. Dun, 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 dun. What came from that day shocks my mind until today. Can't get over what God had done in that day. Walk into the store, standing there online in Best Buy in Brooklyn, waiting for get, to get my phone fixed. A guy comes up to me and he says, hi, what's your name? I say, hi, my name is Chaya. He goes, hey, Chaya, how you doing? What can I do for you? I said, can you help me with my phone? He's like, sure, let me see what's going on. He's like, oh, yeah, this phone is broken. We need to get you a whole new phone. I'm like, okay, thank you so much. Really sweet of you. I really appreciate it. Wonderful. Okay. And he says to me, you're Jewish, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He goes, guess what? I'm Jewish too. I'm like, oh, okay, that's nice. He's like, look. He starts telling me, look, I know the Shema. He puts his hands on his eyes and he says, Shema. I know how to say the Jewish prayers. And he says, look at my necklace. It says the word Chai on it. I'm like, that's so cool. I'm so happy for you that you know about being Jewish. And I took out a little piece of paper that was in my bag. Just came back from Israel. And I gave it to him. I said, here's a little prayer you can say whenever you need. So nice to meet you. Thank you so much. And he looks at me and he goes, you know, I bet you know somebody that I'm dating. I'm like, I don't. I bet I don't. I was like, there are a lot, a lot of people in this world and, um, you know, I, I don't know anybody. He goes, listen, he's like, my girlfriend went to a Jewish school. I'm like, really? Which school did she go to? He's like, I don't remember. He's like, but I bet you're going to know her. I'm like, no, I bet I'm not going to know her. I probably, there's thousands of people in the world. How on earth am I going to know your girlfriend? He goes, no, no, I have a feeling you're going to know her. I'm like, okay. He goes, just watch. Two minutes later, a girl walks into the store. She goes, Miss Rabinowitz. I'm like, Luli? What is going on? She's like, how are you? This was my student, who was my student in ninth grade. And now she's like four years later. Haven't seen her in about four years. And I didn't even expect to see her. And she goes, that's my boyfriend. I'm like, what is going on? That's your boyfriend? Oh my God, that's crazy. He's like, see, I told you you were going to know her. I'm like, no, no, really, this is insane. I did not expect to know her. He's like... I had this feeling inside me. I go, Luli, it's so good to see you. I start talking to her. Now, Luli had a sister I was very, very, very close with. Her sister was Claudine. So I go, Luli, how's Claudine doing? She's like, why don't you call her? She hasn't heard from you in years. I'm like, I don't have her number. She's like, yo, let's call her right now together. While I was standing there in the store, I'm like, okay, I need to call Claudine. I dial the phone number, and I'm like, expecting to not hear anything. And all of a sudden, I hear, hello? I'm like, Claudine, guess who this is? She's like, who? I'm like, just guess. She's like, who? I'm like, guess. She goes, Miss Rabinowitz. I'm like, oh my God, Claudine, this is crazy. What is going on? How did I just get a hold of you? She's like, how did you just call me on Luli's phone? I'm like, yeah, I literally just walked into the store. My phone just broke and her boyfriend knows who I am. And he wanted me to say hello to her. And now I just want to see how you're doing. She goes, Miss Rabinowitz, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, what? She's like, 
I cannot believe you just called me today because you know what? She said, this week I decided that I needed to talk to you and I told Hashem, I said, Hashem, please make Miss Rabinowitz call me. I need to talk to her. I said, why? Why would you say that? She says, because you remember that I was in a Jewish school and you were my teacher and you know how much I loved you and you loved me. And we spent our Shabbat, our Shabbat together. We went on trips together. I came with you with families. You were my mom. You were everything to me. And suddenly I went off to public school and I didn't see you in so many years and you didn't see me and I missed you and you missed me. And I didn't know what was going on and I didn't know how to find you. I go, Claudine, this is the craziest thing ever. I said, I always missed you. You were my child. You were my student. You were everything to me. And suddenly you just left and I didn't know where you were. And I was so sad. And you were literally like a parent loves a child. Like, I love this girl. Like, she was my pa- my child. Like, and she knew it. It was I was so connected to her in terms of like kindness and love. And we really spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time together. Like a parent loves a child. That's how I loved you. Though she wasn't mine. She was my student. And I felt so connected to her. So then I go, I'm like, so Claudine, why did you suddenly today decide that you want to speak to me? She said, Mr. Benoit, you're not going to believe what happened. I said, yo, tell me what's going on. I want to hear everything. Tell me. She says, well, I went off to public school and I stopped keeping Shabbat. I stopped keeping kosher. I stopped keeping everything. And it's so sad for me. This is what happened to me. But I want you to know that a few weeks ago, I was taking a walk early in the morning. I was taking a walk by the water. And I was looking up at the sky and I see how the clouds are coming up with a beautiful view of the sun and the clouds and it's, the sun is rising at 5 a.m. And suddenly I look up at the sky and I see the letter Hey in the sky. Hey is for Hashem. And she sent me a picture and I was like, oh my God, if you look at the picture, I have a picture of it, I'll send it to you, whoever wants. It's a circle of a hay in the sky. It's like golden, beautiful, like the sky is, the sun is coming up with the clouds in the background and you see this golden hay. And she said, I felt like God was saying, hide me from the heavens. And she said, if I don't see God right now, then... It's possible that I, I I don't even know what God is. Because how could it be that I don't see God written in the sky? I said, you know, Claudine, when she sent me the picture, I was like, Claudine, this picture is incredible, but I would never think that this is God. I would just think, oh, an interesting thing in the sky. She's like, no, God was talking to me. And she said, God wants me to change and he wants me to grow. And I want to change and I want to grow. And I'm like, this is insane. My phone breaks. So I should meet a broken soul who wants to come back to God. And I'm like... Claudine, you're making me so happy. I'm like, you know what? Listen, I'm going to talk to you. Let's make a plan. We're going to meet up and I'm going to come see you. I look at, like I said, I said, Claudine, we're going to talk, give her a kiss, goodbye over the phone. I'm like, I'm going to call you tomorrow. Luli's all excited. Yay, we got to speak to Mr. Rabinowitz. This is so crazy. The guy in the back is like, oh my God. He's like, this is why your phone broke to come and meet this whole story. And I'm just like, wow. And I'm thinking, this is the story. It's about over. I just so spoke to Claudine and that's it. Call the next day. She goes, Miss Rabinowitz, I am so happy you called me. That means you really care about me. Let's let's meet up. I meet up with Claudine. I'm like, Claudine, my girl, what's going on? It's like, Miss Rabinowitz, I need to change. I need to become better. What are we doing? I said, you know what, Claudine? Why don't you come spend Shabbat with me? Let's have a nice Shabbat together. We go together for Shabbat. We have the most beautiful Shabbat. But when I see her, I see that she has no clothing. Her clothing are literally destroyed and ruined, but that she had like just like junky clothing. And she wanted to feel special. I said, Claudine, I'm going to help you out. I called up a, a whole bunch of people that knew me. And I said, listen, guys, I have a very special request here. I have a woman who was my student. And today she wants to become more religious. Can people please give me some money? They'll raise money to help this girl get clothing. 
They're like, we're in. We're getting you whatever money you need. Within a few hours, I got a few hundred dollars. I'm like, oh my God, Claudine, we got money. We're going shopping. And guess what happens? We go shopping. I walk into the store. The store is LZ in America. I walk into the store and I'm like, listen, there's a woman here who needs clothing. She doesn't have what to wear. Her clothing are all ruined. Please, can you help me? She tells me, spend whatever money you would like. No worries whatsoever. I'm here. Yo, go for it. Buy whatever you want. And we start running around the store buying weekday, Shabbat, belts, skirts, shoes. Not shoes, sorry. Belts, skirts, tops. She looked beautiful. Look at her, Claudine. Look at this woman, yo. Check out this woman. She looking all cool, man. I can't believe it. I am so excited to see this. This is awesome. And I'm feeling this love for like a parent loves a child. I'm like feeling so connected to her. No matter how many years I didn't speak to her, no matter how much time was away from us, I just, the minute she called me, I got connected. I felt as my child was back with me. And I go, Claudine, you look beautiful. I'm so excited. You know what? I think, I think you should go to seminary. You should learn more Torah because your soul wants it. She goes, Chaya Sarah, Mr. Rabinowitz, I'm in college. I can't do anything. I said, listen, Claudine, when the seminary meets you, they're going to say, we want this girl. And guess what happens? I go up to the seminary. I'm like, listen, this girl wasn't put up religious. She wants to become closer to God. She's been lost for so long. Can you give her a chance? Guy's like, listen, it's the middle of the year. I can't do this. I'm like, listen, you meet her, you're going to want her. He says, fine, let her come in tomorrow. Tomorrow comes. Here we got Claudine walking into the school. She sits in the front. The teachers are amazed at this girl, the positivity, the love, the excitement. They're like, who is this thing? Oh, my God. He says to me, she must stay in my school. I'm like, I knew it. She stays in the school. They absolutely love her. She becomes the star there. I come into school and I'm like, what's going on with Claudine? They're like, oh, Claudine, she's Malka now. She became, she changed her name from Claudine to Malka. I'm like, Malka, Malka, my woman, my woman. And I'm so proud of her. And she completely changes. And because she stayed in that school, she starts dating a guy. And the guy she starts dating, this mom says, the only way you can date a girl is if she went to yeshiva. If she didn't go to yeshiva, you can't date her. He was brought up religious. He had his own challenges. He was deciding what he wanted to do with his life. And he was just at the same time when she was changing her life, he was changing his life. And they both started dating they were behaving beautifully. They were growing together. She was teaching him whatever she learned in school. And he says, yo, I think we're ready for to get married. And they decide a few months later that they're going to get married. And the most incredible part about this whole story is that when Claudine wants to get married, now Malka, she doesn't have money for the wedding. She doesn't have money to get married. She doesn't even have a wedding gown. She says to me, Chaya Sara, Mr. Benos, what are we going to do? I don't have money. I don't have clothing. I don't have anything. I said to her, Claudine. We are connected to the best people. Everyone's going to help you out. I started sending around WhatsApp messages. Anybody, can you please help me out? My precious student, my child is getting married and I need to have clothing for her. Claudine was heavy and we, didn't, we couldn't just find clothing one, two, three. The clothing that I bought for her over those few months ago were not enough to last for when you get married. I get a message on WhatsApp. Yo, I got some clothing for you. I come into my house. I find piles and piles of clothing on the couch. I'm like, oh my God. I take it on my Claudine, come and try this out. She comes to my house, she tries it on. She needs clothing for Sheva Brachot. She needs clothing for, you know, further on in her life. 
and these beautiful clothing are her size and her style. She's like, Mr. Pinoz, this is crazy. I can't believe it. I call up an organization. I said, this girl needs to get married. Please help us out. Do you have, um, what do you give for, for brides? They said, oh, we give out tons of stuff. A whole organization comes to my house. They bring over pots and pans and plates and spoons and cups. I'm just like, oh my God, yes, and blankets and pills, whatever you need for this bride. I'm like, God, you're amazing. Look what we've done. Look how you love your child. This girl was lost. She didn't know who you were for so many years. She was disconnected. But when she turned around and said, God, I want you in my life, she got back to God right away in her life. What a gift. What a gift that God did for her. And the story gets even better. A few weeks before her wedding, she did not have a gown because she said to me, Mr. Benes, I'm heavy. I don't have a gown that's going to fit me. I said, my Malkala, don't worry. I'm going to pray. We're going to get you a gown. I sent her on a WhatsApp message. I'm like, Hashem, you're going to take care of your child. WhatsApp message sent it around. People say to me, Chayasar, I have a gown. Perfect. I said, no, I need a really big size. No worries. My husband is coming in from Muncie right now. I'm going to send it in. She should be able to get a beautiful gown. Dun, 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 dun comes to my house, a beautiful gown, I'm amazed, somebody drove in from Muncie, the size that she needed, the style that she needed, and I'm totally amazed, I'm like, God, look how you take care of your child, my phone broke, I should meet this girl, meet her sister, meet her boyfriend, meet her, to get her to come back to you, and the most beautiful thing was that it came to her wedding, she had no money for this wedding whatsoever, I come to the wedding, literally my child is getting married I'm going to send some pictures if anybody wants pictures I got pictures to prove my story is true it's incredible the day of the wedding comes I come in I see a whole it's like in a shul it's like in a synagogue I see a whole bunch of people are sitting there setting up a beautiful wedding and I'm like what's going on I'm like do you guys even know who this bride is like we have no idea we never met her I said guys come here I gather all the girls together and they're from a school called tag and all these girls come and they say who is this wedding what is it about I'm like, this wedding is for a girl who wasn't religious and became religious, and she chose God. And despite everything that was going on in her life, she chose God because she realized she wanted something real. They said, oh my God, we're so happy. They didn't have to pay for this wedding. All these girls decided they are going to make this bride happy. That's what they're going to do. And the most beautiful thing was that this wedding was set up in a way that she was given dignity and pride and joy and all this food was for free. She didn't pay a penny for it. And everyone starts dancing and singing with my mouth. And I'm like, guys, you don't even know. She's like, we have no idea. And they're singing and dancing and joy for her as if. It was their own friend's wedding. And Malka was standing there. Chayistara, who would believe that I'm standing here at my own wedding? It was such beauty and excitement. Who would believe that these girls, I don't even know their names, are dancing with me. And she's thanking them and praising them. And at the end of the wedding, I go to her. I'm like, Malka, look at the soul that you have. Look, it doesn't matter how far away you were from God. God loves you like a parent loves a child. God wants you like a parent loves a child. You could come back no matter how far away you were. You could come back. And I said to her, I said, Malkala, my Malka, I said, Malka, I broke my phone so that I should get reconnected to a broken soul. And she says, you're right. And now Malka is married for over two and a half years. She goes around the world inspiring people, sending them her story, sharing her story with her. She even came to my students and told it to them. 
And today, she has a beautiful home and she invites people to her home and helps them keep Shabbat and kosher. And this is the power of every soul to come back to God. May we know and feel and believe that God is with us and He loves us and He's taking care of us every step of the way, no matter where we are. Each of us, step by step, can come back to Him one step at a time, one step at a time and show Him, I love you, Hashem. I want you, Hashem. Step by step, I can come back to you. May we be worthy of getting that hug from God, of showing Him, I want you. And God says, you're mine. You're mine forever. No matter where you are, you are mine and I love you. Have a beautiful day.